The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Perhaps there is no more beautiful or hopeful verse in all of Scripture than John 1.5. The darkness, of course, is easy to see. It surrounds us. Systems break down. Friends die. Cancer is diagnosed. Crime levels rise. God is mocked. And yet, that darkness is nothing new. And Christians proclaim against all odds that the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not, does not, and will not win. But what really is the light? Is it a good feeling? A sweet sentiment? A warm nostalgia? A figure of speech. For example, I'm reminded of a rather famous quote by St. Francis of Assisi, at least it's attributed to him. Maybe you've heard it. All the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. It's a great line, but what do we do with it? What really is the light? Well, John defines it for us a verse before. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. John seems to be saying that Jesus brought all things into being. In fact, he says it quite clearly. Jesus is the author of all life. And the life that he created is the light. Life itself, then, is the light that is unextinguishable, even given the darkness. 
But even more than being the author of life, Jesus is the restorer of life. For Jesus experienced the full penalty of our sin, death itself, and he was raised from the dead. So Jesus, through his own resurrection, stands as a testament to the eternal promise of life's triumph over death. So no, the light is not a mere sentiment. It is not a warm, fuzzy idea to get us through a tough day. Indeed, sentiment without content or nostalgia without substance is a danger to the church, and it has weakened our message. This light is life, and it is the whole of the Christian's vocation to notice, protect, and proclaim the message of life. Yes, we promote life in the midst of the culture of death. So often I am dismayed and even driven to despair by our culture's acceptance and celebration of the culture of death. We think nothing, for example, of promoting outright uh, promiscuity on one hand and abortion on the other. Popular culture and luxury advertising openly promote satanic imagery. In Canada, and hopefully this stays north of the border, Be careful what you say to your doctor. Assisted suicide is going mainstream, and the government is apparently not shy in reminding you of its availability. And while removing certain body parts makes the act of reproduction impossible, to speak against such surgeries is considered hate speech. A Norwegian woman is currently facing three years in prison for tweeting that men cannot be mothers. Hey, I know, that's awfully heavy fodder for Christmas Day. But Jesus is talking about the light in the darkness, a light that looks as though it might soon be extinguished. But it won't be. In fact, the joke is on death. Death is, if you will, by nature, suicidal. Darkness can't survive because it only lives to destroy. Eventually, the light will always break through. And every Christian finds himself in the midst of this spiritual battle. While the forces of darkness and light are not equal, forces of darkness, by the way, are far weaker and inferior, we know, of course, that the, at the return of Jesus, that the darkness will be vanquished once and for all. This remains a battle that we cannot deny, and one with which we must engage. So for all of us, as individual followers of Jesus, we must consider what the light looks like in our own lives. It is fighting against darkness, in our own lives, avoiding temptation, being accountable for our sins, repenting of our sins, and receiving forgiveness. The light shines through us when the darkness does not personally defeat us. 
As members of a community, we bring the light to a dark world through service organizations like the Christian Community Service Center. We help those in need. When we do outreach to college students, we are offering them an alternative to a dark world. In our political engagement with whatever side you can defensively participate in as a Christian, we should be bringing light to the world. We fight for truth and justice in the midst of that very messy process. Yes, being light often means getting dirty. It rarely allows you to stay above or out of the fray. Sorry. And legal, political, and community activism is definitely a place where light needs to shine. In our places of work, we are light. We run our businesses or we work for another's business with character and ethics. Employees are treated fairly and paid a good wage. We don't do the minimum that we can get away with, but we always put our best foot forward. If we see corruption or falsehood, we call it out. In our parenting, we teach our children to love the truth above all, to bear the costs of being honest, to teach classmates, or to treat classmates, rather, with compassion, to work hard, and to be a benefit to the world, always giving, rarely taking. All of that should sound like basic common sense. Well, to you, because you are a Christian, one who dared to come to church on Christmas morning, no less. But it is not common sense to a dark world. It is strange, foreign even. So we must never stop pointing to the light in all of the ways we model it in our lives at every level. We must speak to it with our mouths. We must keep inviting those who are surrounded by darkness to hear the light. And eventually one of two things will happen. The darkness will envelop those who continue to embrace it, in spite of the warnings, in spite of the invitations. Or they will leave the darkness for the light. They will finally see that all of the tentacles of the culture of death are what they are. And they will escape to Jesus, who will bring them life. May God have mercy on this dark world, that while we wait for Jesus to come again, the darkness will not overcome us, but rather, we can shine the light in every area of life. Amen.